Hey, Tom. Hey, JC. That was that was a thing. That noise. Yeah, it it was it was better the last time I did it. That's true. Um, hey, so I found the uh, the new angle. We're gonna take the cheaters never pin Twitter account too. Uh, what would that be, Jason? Um, I found I found an account. I want to model it after. <clears throat> okay. Um, I think I tweeted or I texted this to you Monday night. It ruined my Monday night actually. Did it ruin it or did it make it better? Yes. Yeah, okay. There you go. Um, so for those of you out there in the podcast listening land, one hello. Number two, there's a Twitter account that's at WWE Erotic. <laughs> Kids, don't try this at home. Yeah. Um, these are all erotic fanfic excerpts. I guess they, the, whoever this is, number one, apparently they're just scouring Tumblr and and message, like fanfiction message boards and just finding like hilarious clips of things and just tweeting them. Um, I'm trying to find one that I can appropriately read. <laughs> oh, uh, Johnny lets out a shut. <clears throat> That's not the right voice. Hold on. Johnny lets out a shuddering breath, holds Tommaso tight for a moment before cupping his face and kissing him slowly. Yeah. <laughs> just just imagine what, you know, like people who made fun of you for liking wrestling, what they what they talk about wrestling as and just amplify that by about 100. I'm trying to find another one I can actually read. <laughs> I, I will note as you're looking for yeah, that. Uh, I at least need one more. I, I looked at a few of these and I think the main thing that I took <laughs> away from them. See, that was where I saw one that I hadn't seen before. The main thing that I take away from these is they're incredibly long. Oh, yeah. Like... I mean, I used to do the uh, e-wrestling thing way back many years ago, and that involved a lot of writing because, you know, you're you're describing pretty much matches, so you're writing an entire match out, that type of thing. But, I mean, these things just go on and on and on. Sean. Sean blush. <laughs> you can't even do it. Sean blushed slightly, but had a smirk on his face. He walked over to Hunter, placing a finger on his chest. Your sex takes me to paradise. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know we've had plenty of jokes about fanfic on this podcast in the past. This is, like, serious, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be my rallying cry from now on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sammy is half dressed and on his knees in front of Kevin when Baron stumbles into his and Kevin's tent, stinking the heat of. Uh, uh, nah. Let me start over. Sorry, I don't. I want to give this quote its its due. Okay. Yes, because yeah, people I mean, haven't turned off. They're they're hitting the fifteen second button anyway. Uh, so yeah. my wrong. They're waiting until they hear the the intro. <laughs> Sammy is half dressed and on his knees in front of Kevin when Baron stumbles into his and Kevin's tent, stinking of heat and Dean. <laughs> Heat and Dean, of course, being one of the new Denny's Grand Slam breakfast foods. <laughs> oh, 
Jesus. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to talk about SummerSlam this week. Which is, which is the title the of, of one of these fanfics. <laughs> that was such a softball. Sid Ooh. blew off an engagement to actually participate in it. <laughs> yeah. That's why he missed Raw Reunion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about uh, G1 results coming up on the end of that. Uh, yeah, because that, that's that's something I'm actually watching. Yeah. Uh, NXT Takeover Toronto. Also, that's something weekend. I'll be meaning to watch. Um, and then there's some other little news and notes we'll cover, and maybe we'll f- maybe we'll discover who's trying to murder Roman Reigns. Maybe we can crack eh. the case. It's not cancer. Oh Jesus! Tom, just ring the damn bell. All right. You're listening to the Cheaters Never Pin Podcast, a proud part of the Section 328 Network, bringing you all the best in wrestling from WWE, New Japan, and beyond. Now, live from ringside, it's Mr. Workrate and JC. Oh, buddy! It's the Cheaters Never Pin Podcast. My name is JC. Here next to me at the commentary table to the stars is my good buddy, Mr. Workrate, Tom delightful to be here as always jc <laughs> i didn't even know how to respond to that joke so i was like i'm just we're trying to plow through <laughs> yet the name of another fanfic <laughs> oh i don't where do we where do we where do we begin this show do we want to start with SummerSlam g1 takeover where do we want to start the the gimmick of someone actually being cancer they have like they're like a crab they have like a crab mask. I can't tell you how many times Monday night, uh, when, when they did the Roman's car getting hit by a car angle, uh, and even when the the scaffolding fell the week before, people were like, "Yeah, it's that new guy from NXT, Lou Kemia." <laughs> I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> I, I thought Heyman was writing this. <laughs> hey, Heyman's just been scouring Reddit. Uh, anyway, I'll start with SummerSlam. We're already on WWE. Yeah, might as well. This Sunday from Toronto. Eh? Uh, since it is in Toronto, it is in Canada. Wouldn't SummerSlam be like a month earlier? Is that the exchange rate on it? Well, their Thanksgiving's a month earlier. Oh, true. So I didn't know if we were making any exchange rate joke or <laughs> what was that? It's Canada. Who cares? But at least know. if they get hurt during a match there, their their healthcare is taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and all the ten bits they can eat. And they potentially Nah, I'm not gonna make that joke. Oh yeah. That th- it, it, this it's is in our one... best interest. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh so let's start at the bottom of the card. With the cruiserweight championship. <laughs> You know, cruiserweight being Latin for bottom of card. Oh yes, uh, Drew Gulak defends against Oni Lorcan. This will be a good match. It's it's the cruiserweight match. It'll be on the pre-show. It'll be good. Cool. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of some joke about Oni Lorcan being the Oni Lorcan man that like is like an exterminator, like the Orkin man. Yeah, it's a good gimmick. Yeah. Been but great. it's it's not 1989. I said so. that would have fit well right before the new generation started. Uh, in her retirement match, Trish Stratus will face Charlotte Flair. Like, wait, it, didn't she retire already? 
Uh, she announced this week this is officially her last match. Not, I think she said it on Twitter in an interview or something. I'm not sure the source of it, but she said it this time. Okay. So this is it. Because it's funny when wrestlers end up doing that because, like, not not to jump into New Japan early or whatever, but uh, I was looking for some older cards, and, like, a couple of weeks ago, like, the Ricky Chosu retirement match was on, and I'm like, didn't Ricky Chosu retire, like, 15 years ago? And it's, it's like he decided, well, I didn't officially retire. I'm going to have one more match. And it, it was it was weird because, I mean, Chosu was old even when I started watching uh, New Japan Wrestling. So to see him out there and God, he's got to be on the heavier side of 60. And just... It was him and Fujinami and a couple other guys, and uh, yeah, it was it was weird to see somebody come out of nowhere and be like, "Oh, by the way, this is my retirement match," even though I haven't wrestled in ten years. Yeah, which is kind of what Trish is doing here. Like, yeah, I mean, it should be. I'm sure they've practiced this match a ton. It'll be good. Yeah, I mean, Trish was a good enough worker to begin with, and it's not like she got out of shape or anything. Well, I'm not going to say she was a good worker to begin with. She got there. Yeah. Eventually. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, yeah, you know, originally she was not a good worker, and then she became one of the better workers yeah. in the company. Yeah. At least from the female perspective. Um, but Charlotte wins, because why would you have Trish win? Other than for the Toronto pop. Right? There's no benefit to Charlotte losing at all. Well, it makes it's the you send off Trish happy and <sighs> yeah. Now we're going to talk about another match a little bit later on, and I think it's the next one on the list. You're you're going to completely react in the opposite way, so I'll 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 just say okay, and then we'll go to the next match. Yeah, uh, Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh-huh. Go um, ahead. I'm so excited. I love Goldberg so much. And I, I, like, I know. I know he's not a good technical wrestler. But, like, there's something about him, like, when his music hits and his entrance hits and he comes out and he's on that TV, like, he's an attraction. Like, he has that charisma and that magnetism that takes the energy of a show to a different level. No. Oh my god. <laughs> he I mean he is a beautifully like produced wrestler. Like WC I mean as much as we can knock WCW for all the things that they did. They, they packaged him. him so well for a period of time and then they had no idea how to book him once they got when they moved him up the mountain beautifully and but it was just the price is right mountain climber guy like <laughs> it just kept him going and it was all exciting and as it got to the top it's like cool now what do we do and he fell off a cliff yeah i mean i don't know uh, part of it's my childhood coming back right it's that yeah, i mean it's the legend that's, huh? that's nostalgia but see <laughs> But I like have... the, the nostalgia pops for me or for guys that, you know, have been in the business forever and they come back for that kind of one last paycheck or that one, you know, that that one last thing. And, you know, Goldberg's hates the business. 
He does. I don't know he that he does business. anymore. I think uh, if you he if, loves the paycheck. Uh, it, he openly admits that, but I think, uh, and you listen to him talk about his last his last actual run he had right when when he had the the mania match with Lesnar and got the universal strap off of Owens in that run right. I I think that listening to him talk about it then he fell back in love with it. He and, fell in love with people kissing his ass. Yeah, I would too. I, no, I think he. I think he generally has a respect and a love for it. And him coming around, he knows it's. He knows it's. It's good for business. That's going to help the rest of the boys, and it helps him. That ship sailed long ago. No, I disagree. It, watch any video. Watch any video of that pop from Pittsburgh on Monday night. And then Tuesday and night when, when Ziggler had the the fake entrance, like. Goldberg will draw a rating. Like, people want to see Goldberg. That's all that should matter. This is, this is, we're talking WWE, so we're talking sports entertainment, right? We're not talking New Japan. We're not talking AEW. It's, WWE openly admits, like, their whole mission is to create moments that make people smile. And this is that. Okay, so as long as we embrace Goldberg, we can't talk anything about Lesnar, Lesnar or Undertaker or Lesnar who like, pops a crazy rating every time he's on TV as much as I hate seeing him as much as I disagree with them putting a belt on him because I think that ties things up uh, you know I have no problem with Lesnar being around as long as he's not champion Lesnar can be there as much as he wants or as little as he wants as long as he's not champion I mean I understand the reasoning for it and I understand why people enjoy it. You know I don't enjoy it. You know I don't like him. So I know. yeah. Um, I am excited for this match though because it's going to be tremendously better than the one against Undertaker in Saudi Arabia. We'll see. Well, he got to look at it this way too. He, Goldberg is going to go in there and destroy destroy Dolph, right? And Dolph is going to sell. We know that we know how Dolph sells. So it's going to be a good showcase for for Goldberg. It'll be fun. And it's not like Ziggler matters, right? I mean, he's like, he's, what's his position on the card? There, he has none. So he doesn't lose anything by losing to Goldberg. He doesn't gain anything, but he doesn't lose anything else. Yeah, it's, it's, Just I don't, don't know. I, there, there's a part of me that wants to see it out of morbid curiosity, train wreck thing but it will be serviceable to good i'm not going to look it's it's much like an eclipse i'm not going to look directly at it <laughs> okay uh one match you will want to watch aj styles and ricochet yeah um for the u.s title we've seen it we've seen it a bunch in the last few weeks but i mean please give it to me on pay-per-view and longer and i won't complain yeah I was going to say he's going to get his belt back, but the the OC thing makes me wonder if that's actually going to happen. I, I don't I don't think he will here. I think they may. And I, uh, I've seen them say like he might align himself with the Usos or something like that and kind of form another trio. Uh, just as long as he doesn't drive with them. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't get it's just Jimmy. OK. Can, and can we can we? 
just go off topic a little bit here. Yeah, of course. And ask why the hell the Usos are still anywhere near the product right now. Because their actions are their own. That's the company line. So I'm, I know I'm it's playing the devil's advocate line. here. I know it's the company line. I know the real answer to that question is what you just said, but they are responsible God. for their own actions. Um, yeah. I mean, there should be some punishment there, right? Or some when there's a pattern of it, right? Like you don't might... have to necessarily even punish them if you don't want to. Take yeah. them off TV. Well, that's a punishment. I consider that a punishment, right? They're still making their you know, I I don't know specifically how their contract runs, whether, you know, it's one of those paper appearance type things where mm-hmm. if you get on TV, you make more than if you go to the arena and don't make it on TV, you know, you, you get a certain other amount and that type of thing. I'm sure it probably still works that way to a yeah. certain degree. Yeah, I mean, it, and you know, as bad as bad as DUI is, right? Because not only you're endangering your own own life, you're endangering, you know, anyone else in your path. That's bad. Yeah. Like everyone, I I can see like if that's a first time offense and WWE is like, you made your you made your own bed lie in it, right? But there's a pattern here, and that's yeah. that's the issue here. Everyone makes a mistake. Like, and you can be like, I got a problem, and I'm gonna go to treatment, or you know, I screwed up. Let me reevaluate what I, you know things like that but when it happens again and again and again <laughs> then it's an issue so i agree with you there it, it's just frustrating it's a horrible look yeah they just need to blow out both knees like Lars sullivan <laughs> <laughs> it'll cure him of his racism hey i mean hulk's fine now we're all good with hulk now he, he yeah, he's fine he did nothing yeah. Um. So yeah, I think AJ retains. Yeah. That I. I mean, again, had it not had this OC thing not really been taking place, I would have figured, okay, Ricochet will get the belt back. They'll go back and forth. But California, here we come. All right. Uh, Finn Balor takes on the Fiend, Bray Wyatt. And it is Finn Balor. So he's losing. Because <laughs> he's actually going to go on. He's uh, taking a, All the reports say he's taking like a couple month hiatus. Which yeah, good good for him. To... Good for him. Yeah. I mean, and it sets it up too because Finn's going to be Finn and Bray's going to be the Fiend. So Finn goes away. Gets, probably gets destroyed in this match. Oh, yeah. Sells the injury for X period of time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then we build the return of the demon mm-hmm. for, I don't know, Survivor Series? I was going to say, you know, I'm not even going to say that. I'm not even going to say return of the demon for Survivor Series. Because if we're looking at a couple months, right? I know September, October. So you bring him back the month, you know, in the in the build to Thanksgiving, in the build to Survivor Series. If you have him come back with the OC and you add another person into the OC and they're running rampant, there's a solid Survivor Series match. Do they still do Survivor Series matches? Yeah. Yeah, they still do one a year. Or, well, they do a women's and a men's. 
And usually usually they're just like there, right? They're not like tied into a story. I think the last like story based Survivor series match there was was twenty fourteen when Team Cena was taking on whoever Triple H's team was and they were all gonna get fired or it was like to get rid of the authority when Sting showed up, right? That was the last time I think it was story based. I could yeah, be completely I, wrong. I don't remember. It's the last one I remember. But I, that would be cool, right? Bring bring Finn back to join the OC right in time for Survivor Series. And I, I, I know they're not going to do it because it makes too much sense. No, and I think they like having Finn as a face anyway. Yeah, uh, I mean he's one. You know, he's a top merch mover. So why would you jeopardize that for him or for the business as a whole? I mean, I could see them doing that if they were running out. Well, I mean, they are kind of running out of things to do with him. Or... They're not. <laughs> they haven't they've not tried anything with him. He got he, he, he got hurt. I just mean from, from like, Vince's perspective. I'm not talking about just in general. I'm just yeah. saying they might be thinking that, but... Yeah, he'll be, co- he'll be coming back into a full Heyman. Or I guess, well, he's on SmackDown, right? So he'll be coming into a Bischoff SmackDown when he comes back. So it's a different ballgame. Not that Vince doesn't still have the final say, right? Because for the last two weeks we've heard he's ripped up the entire SmackDown script two hours before the show starts. Which, you can't report that every week. (laughs) But, you know. Glad Bischoff's there to, you know, right right the ship. Yeah. Well, and he's got to get... Bischoff's got to get kind of reconnected with everything too, right? He's been away for a very long time. Bischoff's not doing anything. No, and I think I think you know Heyman was already tangentially involved with things and certain storylines and and helping out. I think you let everything they've been put into play for SummerSlam play out, and then Bischoff slowly starts diving in, right? That would make the most sense. I guess. I mean, I don't particularly. I mean. Do you really want Bischoff booking? You don't want Bischoff booking. Why would you not want Bischoff booking? Did you see WCW? I saw 83 weeks of it. That was one gimmick, which had already been established somewhere else. And you got to look, too. That is him running unabashed, right? Now he's got someone above him to... You know, I won't say control him, but control him. And he, you know, and he's got a, a large staff of other writers and, and things. I, I, I see no problem with if you gave Bischoff the reins after SummerSlam to create to the creative for SmackDown. With of course Vince having the final say. I think there's no there's no issue there. He can do it, and he do it well. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I'm not too optimistic about that, but this is the this is the episode where you see that JC is actually a very big WCW mark and <laughs> Tom is not. No. <laughs> uh Kevin Owens takes on Shane McMahon, and if Kevin loses, he has to quit WWE. Didn't we do this as a tag match last year at SummerSlam? <laughs> Wasn't it SummerSlam last year? Where it was him and Sammy versus Shane and AJ? No. I don't know who. 
Oh God, what was that? But match? I think it was SummerSlam. All right, hold on, I gotta look it up. I think it was SummerSlam last year, 2018. Let's Google this. They were on, yeah, they were on SmackDown, and then that's when they went to Raw. Uh, correct. It was not SummerSlam last year. When was it? Shane versus Kevin, Sammy. Leave. Oh, uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens, yes. Kevin and Sammy. When was this? Let's find out. I forgot uh, the. This is, was it at WrestleMania? The GM and McMahon. Yeah, this is a different match. Anyway. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Rinse and repeat. It's the same storyline. Yeah. Um, why is this stipulation not a, also applying to Shane? <laughs> no, WrestleMania. Because it was... Was it... Wasn't that Brian's first match back? Correct. Yeah, that was his first match back. Because it was, it was 34 in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, oh God. I just... I don't... Like... I'm just so tired of Shane. And I realize that's the story here, right? Yeah, they're kind of rolling into that, but... They they have that meta view of, like, Owens being the voice of the, the WWE universe, and we're sick of Shane, and we don't want to see Shane, and why does Shane have all this power? And Kevin has to win here, right? We're almost double meta in the fact that it's like... We're winking to the fact that we know you guys hate him. But then on top of that, it's like, but we know that you know that this is meta. Yeah. So we're going to counteract the the booking that we're doing. It's 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 getting almost Russo-esque in that way. This is inception. We're, this is we're inception. swerving the swerve. Yeah. Swerveception. Yeah. Like just win. Just have Kevin win. Well, let's let's be done with Shane. I honestly thought when Undertaker beat Shane or when when Undertaker and Roman beat Shane and Drew and like they laid Shane out, I was like, and we're done. Then two days later Shane shows up not selling a damn thing. Nope. I was like, Oh god. Gotta have the almost 50-year-old do the little skippy-skippy dance. Oh. It's, gotta, it's gotta end soon. Uh, I'm gonna say Kevin Owens wins just for sheer hope. I want him to quit WWE and join AEW. <laughs> but you no, know, he doesn't quit. He just starts showing up in the front row with tickets. <laughs> they're, running a, they're running the Outsiders gimmick. Hey, yo. Kevin's just with a toothpick all the time. <laughs> um, Kofi Kingston defends the WWE Championship against Randy Orton. Cool. This will be a good match. I, I like how they've built the 10 years in the making kind of thing. Yeah. It's such a simple, easy story. And, you know, it's not like you had anything really like ready, ready for Kofi. Right now, so you put him against Randy, who's someone who he's he does have good chemistry with. They're gonna have a good match, and you tell that story of 
you held me down for 10 years and now I got the belt. And Randy, they're like, that's cool, but I'm who was in charge those 10 years. I'm going to take my belt back. Thanks. The end. Yeah, it's, it's a simple story. It doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to go through 47 different levels of whatever. It doesn't have to be beaten down your throat. It's It's a simple story and it works. Yep. And these two have experience with each other. The match is going to be good to great. So... Assuming Randy's inspired. I think he will be. Randy hasn't had a hasn't had a stinker lately. Cause I think he's now at the uh, the IDGAF point in his career. But to the point where he's like, whatever, I'm wrestling like once every two months. Let me just go out here and <laughs> I think that's the thing too. Have some fun. Like... I'm just going out here to have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's getting to spend more time with his family. His, his schedule is not as strong as it used to be, so he's not necessarily as burned out. So if you kind of take that schedule down a little bit, he can start enjoying yeah. his work. Yeah, especially because he's beat up. Like, we, you know, his shoulder problems are common knowledge. So I did enjoy the video of his wife hitting that RKO on him on the beach, though. <laughs> out of nowhere it was entertaining more more content please uh bailey defends the smackdown women's championship against ember moon yep this is the match i care least about on this entire card yeah i love ember moon why is she challenging for the belt because she's the number one contender that's it that's all you need there you go <laughs> Yeah. Why, why are we still talking about this? Yeah, let's just move on. Don't care. Uh, I do care about Becky Lynch versus Natalia. I think this is another match that has been built very, very well. I've enjoyed seeing Natty get like this edge to her. I like the story of Becky being like, yeah, but you trained, you trained Rondo. What's wrong with you? I thought, you know, I didn't like it then. Well, you know, I thought we were friends. Now you'd be like, I don't, I, I don't care. I'm a veteran, like, and I'm gonna take this belt. <laughs> all of the all of the belt feuds are. I just want this belt. It's perfect. And I mean, this is the Natty that I like. Uh, the whole weird. I mean, Natty, Natty switching sides more often than Big Show just kind of grows tiresome at times. But the whole, you know, I'm the weird cat lady gimmick. Like, I get it, she is the weird cat lady, and that's fine, but it doesn't transition over that well yeah. to actual gimmick. It's good for your Instagram, it's not good for your wrestling gimmick. Absolutely. So, I mean, you can be both those things. You can be, like, the weird cat lady on Twitter, and but yet you're the ass kicker in the ring, so. Yeah. We've established that Twitter is you in real life. Yeah. So, it's fine. We don't care. Um, this is a submission match. Don't get many of those very often anymore. But these are two wrestlers with uh, submission finishing hold. So, yeah. you know, kind of works, works that, that way. Yeah. And this card, that's the only stipulation on this. Well, I guess the Owens losing, right? Yeah. But as far as like match stipulation, that's the only one on the entire card. We have no tag matches on this card. There is not a single tag match. Despite three tag team championships in the company. There's not even a multi-man match. Like, these are... The entire card is one-on-one. Yep. 
No cage, no ladders. No. Wow. Just God damn it, it's how we used to do it. Oh. We didn't need gimmicks. Cool. Okay, Vince. I'm good with that. Thanks, buddy. No one's going to know. Mono a mono. <laughs> um, Becky retains. Because yeah. why, why wouldn't she? Uh, then your main event of the evening, Brock Lesnar defends the Universal Championship against Seth Rollins. This is all he has. Um, Seth is the dumbest baby face. Like yes. they're they're ruining him. They're well on their way to ruining him. Him coming out Monday night, as injured as he was, just to be further beat down. I'm like, why? Like, why would you even have him do that? Why is that not just to have him come out and cut a promo selling the injury, being like, you could see how beat down I am, you could see how injured I am, but that won't stop me. I'm Seth Rollins. I'm gonna burn it down. Look, there, I cut the promo. Cool. I need him to just just give up and form a tag team with Mike Canellis. <laughs> he can help defend the 24-7 championship. Yeah. Um, Seth is someone who would benefit greatly from time away right now. For his, yeah. char- for his character. One, I think he's earned it. Anyway, like... He deserves a break. <laughs> He's carried. He is. He has carried things for quite a while now. Yeah, uh, and did a very good job with it. Nothing that's going on in this feud is his fault. But coming off the weird like I'm here with my girlfriend thing to now I'm gonna just get my ass kicked by Lesnar. It's not a good look. So not. Nah. Here's my question: Does he? Does he win here? No. No. Lesnar retains. So here's my question then. Who's taking the belt off Lesnar if it's not Seth? I don't know. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Honestly, I've gotten to that point that that belt doesn't mean anything. Well, it goes back to it's because it's on Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Part of me would be like, give it to, you know, have Finn, but obviously not him. He's leaving for a bit. Part of me wants to be like, you can't, you still can't put Roman in that position. We cannot have Brock and Roman again, but Roman's obviously tied up with something else. So that's not the answer. Can we try to bring up, uh, build up Strowman again? No, no, he's, he's damaged goods right now. We made him too cartoony. Um, but that's SummerSlam. I think it's it should be a good show. Yeah. The card is good. Like, I'm looking forward to the show. Uh, you know, it should... You know, Extreme Rules was a solid card on paper. It delivered. Yeah. This is a solid card on paper. It should deliver, too. So. <sighs> but it has to follow NXT TakeOver Toronto. Saturday night. In Toronto. All these championships. Toronto's not used to this. Yeah. Except in basketball. I was going to say, they're, they're, they're a basketball dynasty now. Oh, yeah. Despite the fact that their best player left. Right. Uh, Candice LeRae takes on Io Shirai in a singles match. This will be good. It's crazy scary like heel Io is so weird. I love it. I do too. 
I still don't like her and ha don't care for her at all. <laughs> but I'm enjoying I'm enjoying her more now. I'm just, I'm warming up to it at least. Cuz it it kind of made her it it was more of a personality. It was, it, she got to be kind of almost similar to Carrie Sane for when she first debuted and it was like, "Oh, you know, the two of them were just kind of connected to begin with because of their past. If you knew their, you know, if you knew their past and now she's kind of off on her own. And well, I mean, she has, she has that past connection with Candace too, right? Yeah. But just how the whole, this whole storyline comes to be. I'm excited for yeah. this match. It's Candace. I love her. Uh, Shayna Baszler takes on me a yim putting the NXT champion women's championship on the line. Feed her more. Shanna Baszler is not going to lose any time. They've the got to get. They've got to get that belt off of her, though. Like it's not. Triple H, Triple H on the, the call. only way. To, the only way to get the belt off of her is to move her up at this point. Right, but you got to have. You got to have her. Someone's got to beat her first. Do they? You pulled that gimmick. You've only. They've only pulled that gimmick twice, right? With someone going up and having to vacate the belt. They pulled it with Paige. And. They pulled it with Asuka. So I, I guess Shayna's on that level. I guess she's created that kind of resume, right? It's just kind it of just feels like such a, It feels like such a stale story to do that now. It's been done twice in five years. Yeah, but does anybody remember that? I I think if when we're talking about NXT, yes. If we're talking about this being, you know, something on the main roster, I'd say no. But it's the NXT fan. It's it's a harder core fan, right? I don't know. Mia Yim could be an interesting choice to take it off of her, though. Mm. I like Mia Yim. She's the HBIC, Tom. Okay. <laughs> uh, triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. Velveteen Dream defends against Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. Can we get a Velveteen Dream Pete Dumb tag team? Or at least a sitcom involving the two of them? Yes. Uh, an episode of Ride Along, at least. At the yeah. very least, give me a Ride Along. How has there not been an NXT Ride Along episode yet? Because they have to walk to each card. <laughs> they don't get cars. They walked from Columbia, <laughs> South Carolina to Concord last weekend. I, that's true. They put them all on a bus. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would watch just a live feed of them on the bus. You know, like they have the Big Brother live feeds. <laughs> it, it's just it's put right that, along, but it's all of NXT. Put that on a pre. Put that live on the premium tier of the network, and you that is absolutely worth my la my five bucks. Um, this will be a fun match. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm never crazy about triple threat matches, just because. You have so often two guys fighting and a third one has to get knocked out of the ring or knocked out or whatever so that the two guys can fight. But <clears throat> I think the three of them together should put together a hell of a show. Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 Uh, tag team match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Street Profits defend against the Undisputed Era. 
I could see the Undisputed Era winning and then that being the Street Profits official call-up. Right. And we're already using them as the omniscient narrator anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So why not go ahead and let them wrestle? Uh, And then in the main event, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Two out of three falls. First fall being a normal match chosen by Adam Cole. Second fall being a street fight chosen by Johnny Gargano. And general manager William Regal has said, should it go to a third fall, he has a stipulation ready and he will reveal it then. I love that idea. I'm assuming no ropes exploding barbed wire. Oh, need a death match. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> Time bomb match. Um. So yeah, that's takeover. Yeah. It it will also be a good show. <laughs> Five matches, almost all of them good. Always. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I took notes on the the Triple H conference call. Because, of course, he had his pre-conference call. Yeah. Uh, he he was asked about the Evolve 10th anniversary show. He said, you know, they were very happy with how it performed. Uh, this is step one. I'm completely paraphrasing here. It's kind of step one of this is kind of the idea for the premium tier of the network. So. Right. Which we all kind of expected, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. Um. He said they're still in, you know, it didn't comment directly on the NXT to Fox Sports 1 rumors. Uh, I said, you know, they're always in discussions about where any product could end up at any time. So he did make a point about, you know, they're asking, you know, everyone's saying is, are they going to be counter? Are they, are they going to try to counter program AEW and Triple H was like, we've always been on Wednesdays. If anything, they're counter programming us. Right. Yeah, I saw that. And, and I'm like, I'm like yeah. good, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, but the neckbeards will never see it that way. Um, yeah. Somebody asked him about The Rock's daughter, of course. Because it's The Rock's daughter. Right. Trying to get the PC. Uh, of another note, uh, moving away from WWE, I don't know if you saw the... Apparently we're doing the Casino Battle Royal again on the buy-in. Yes. Uh, this time it will be an all-women's casino battle uh, battle royal, which is exciting. As dumb as this gimmick is, and as flawed as it is. Uh, but one of the confirmed competitors is the daughter of Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, I saw that the Teal Piper. Thank you. Couldn't think of the name. Because um, I saw that announced yesterday, and I had to look it up because I saw, I guess there was a retweet or... A uh, quote tweet from the actual uh, Ra- Rowdy Roddy Piper uh, Twitter account. So I'm like, okay, this is, and I had to look it up because I didn't realize his daughter had, was training or anything like that. Yeah, I had and, no clue his daughter was in the business. And I still don't know that. <laughs> no, I mean, do it yeah. could just be an appearance. I mean, you know, the, just i mean that's yeah. mainstream exposure right there that's true 
So she could just be in there and they teach her a couple of spots. And if she's interested in the business, they go and, you know, they can bring her back later. But there's no pressure on her necessarily to work a full match. It's just a battle royal. So, yeah, she has to run out at a random time that production will mess up. (laughs) Yeah, I hate the casino battle royal. Um, Speaking of all out, uh, it did sell out. Of course, they are releasing extra tickets. The first uh, TV taping sold out. They're releasing more tickets for that. Uh, They're releasing more tickets that didn't sell out. Oh, yeah. These, those are the, they were releasing. They said they were releasing 4,000 production hold tickets. And I'm like, come on. You were not holding 4,000 seats just in case we needed to put cameras here. <laughs> Like, that's not what production hold means. Production hold is, is like, that's the seat you're trying to hold for uh, if talent wants guests, if you're your sponsors, the TNT folk, all that. Like, and then anything, if seats that they will still hold no matter what, like if there's a bad sideline when people start sitting in the arena. Right. Like, that's all part of that. 4,000 of them, and you're still keeping some, but you're releasing 4,000, you were not planning on a sellout. Stop pretending. Oh, you, Dave. You had, tar- you had tarped off the 300 section, and then you're just like, exactly. oh, someone might buy these. Yeah. Which, I mean, good for them. Make the money. It's good for the business. Yeah. Um, NWA is coming back to television. Uh, they start. They are going to be filming in a studio in October. Will it be the WRAL studio? No, because it's in Atlanta. <laughs> Um, but I like, I kind of like, so, uh, well, it'd be the Superstation studio. That'd be cool. But it's, uh, it's Billy Corgan doing the entire, uh, like a, like a, a promo to the camera talking about, you know, you know, he grew up watching NWA on Saturday mornings and it was in this small intimate studio setting and it didn't have all the big promotion. And it, you know, it had the characters and the personalities and the, and the wrestling standout. And I agree with him on that. Yeah. I that's I think though in this day and age like yes the NWA where it is now is is a heart is a promotion for hardcore fans right it's an indie it's not yeah. it's not trying to attract casual viewers but if you're trying to put it on TV that means you want to grow the business and I don't know that a casual viewer is going to look at that and be like what what is this crap <laughs> Why aren't all the lights turned on? Where's the where's the video board? You know? I, I don't... I get what he's saying, and I agree. But I think there still has to be some production behind it, too. So I don't want to... Like, and I'm sure there there is going to be. I just, I'm afraid... Like, you, can, you couldn't try to do 605 Saturday on the Superstation and have it look like that today. But, I mean, that's what he's selling at this point. He's selling the NWA name, which is nostalgia to begin with. So why not go all in with the nostalgia of the studio show and nostalgia of the old belt and, you know, just how it it makes it a different product because realistically everything else is on the same script. The AEW show is going to be, I mean, for lack of a better term, it's going to be like a Raw or a SmackDown type of show. And that's right. going to be two hours, and there are going to be skits in between matches. 
And I mean, like, I mean, even a Ring of Honor show or uh, Impact show is wrestling and skits and, you know, just the way that everything is kind of generically set up the same way. So if you make it a little bit different, then you're bringing something else to the table because right now the NWA is not going to be able to compete with any of these other promotions at this point. Yeah. So why not try a bit of a curveball and then at, that gets eyeballs on it and then you see the talent that's there and then they work have, your way into a more traditional show. They just have to find the network that's going to let them do it that way. Right. And not give up on it. And I don't see that necessarily happening. Right. But... Yeah, that's the issue. Um, Netflix has announced... <laughs> That uh, there's a new show starring the Big Show, and it's called the Big Show Show, and it's a sitcom. <laughs> Can't even make it up anymore. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> one good for Paul White. Yeah, right. I said White, right. Like, awesome for him. That's uh, his name. Is it it's white? not right? It's white. Okay. So not, I didn't have it right the first time. Not written white, like traditional W-H-I-T-E. But, yeah. Okay. It's W-I-G-H-T. White, right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. For some reason, as soon as I said it, I was like, no, I think it's right. Okay. Paul White. I had it right the first time. All right, cool. Um, Good for him. <laughs> like, I'm so excited for him. I need to watch the the special they just put on the network a couple weeks ago yeah. about his surgeries and all. Cause I do like, you can't not love big show. He's a good guy. He's got charisma. He does have acting chops. I mean, he's been in like, I watched the episode of psych that he was on like a week or so ago. Like, yeah. And I realized how many wrestlers were on psych. My God. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he has acting chops. He, I, I think he can pull this off. I mean, I don't know if there's going to be how much WWE influence is going to be in there. If you have, I don't know anything about it, but yeah, I'm not, I'm I'll, not, I, I I'll watch it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if we ever touched on the movie WWE is producing with Netflix. I don't think we did. No. Uh, I just had to Google it here. Uh, it's a movie with, Kofi Kingston, The Miz, and Sheamus. Miz and Sheamus, we know we'll, we'll hold their own in the acting part. Kofi, Kofi is the wild card here. It's a movie called The Main Event. The plot is centered around an 11-year-old discovering a magical mask, then entering a competition to become the next WWE superstar. Okay. okay. Cool. Um, I do want to see, now that we're talking about wrestling movies, uh, I think it comes out soon. There's a movie coming out called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Yes. Uh, I really want to see that. I think I was first made aware of that movie. I think Ryan Satin had retweeted the trailer when it first launched. This was months ago. Uh, and I just saw that. I think if you're an AMC Stubbs member, at least around my neck of the woods, uh, they were like, sign up and come to a free screening of this movie. So, interesting. But it'll be good. Uh, and um, the one actor, the uh, the Downs actor that's in there is actually a big wwe fan mm -hmm. 
because I happen to be in the hotel today, I guess, or yesterday. I don't know. Good Morning America was on the background, and I was trying to eat my oatmeal. And they had <laughs> a couple people from the movie on, and they brought out all this WWE stuff to give him, and cool. he was all happy, and it was yeah. cool. And... It's a movie that's very tangentially about wrestling, right? This um, this boy that has Down syndrome, I, this is from what I can gather, right? He uh, kind of runs away from his... his uh, a guardian situation that he's in uh, to try and go to this wrestling school to become a professional wrestler. He ends up meeting some kind of drifter who's not Elias, unfortunately, along the way. Uh, and they become best friends and he helps him try to get to the wrestling school and all. And so it, it, it's around the journey of him getting to the wrestling school. It's about the, the journey and the friendship and the bond, not about the wrestling. But it has that, that kind of basis to it, which is cool. Right. Um, anything else? G one, G one. We forgot G one. I didn't forget about it. You were just rolling. Sorry, I was. I had. I was looking at my notes. I didn't put G one on my notes because I knew I was going to talk about it. And of course, I didn't think about it. Tom, what is going on in Japan? Uh, I will just touch upon it quick because I know we're we're hitting our hour mark and that type of thing. Um, we are almost done with the G one. We've got uh, one match left for each block. Um. I think the last time we were talking about G1, I was talking about how well like certain people were doing, how Lance Archer was looking strong early, and uh, Kenta was like almost dominating Block A, and John Moxley was undefeated in Block B, and yeah, these things didn't kind of shake out that way. Um, <clears throat> Moxley is actually not doing that bad. He he was on a roll for a bit. He had won his first five matches in a row uh, and hasn't won since. Uh, Moxley lost to Toriano, as one does. After Toriano um, gave a double nut shot to Moxley and uh, Red Shoes's uh, son there, who hangs out with John Moxley now. And hit both of them with a nut shot and then proceeded to, to tape their legs together and they couldn't do the three-legged race back to get into the ring. So Toru had a one. You, you say hangs out with John Moxley. Like, it's not like he's John Moxley's literally dragging him around half the time. That's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Moxley is in a four-way tie in the B block with uh, Jay White, who lost the first three matches of the B block and we had joked that, Oh, well now he's being booked mid card again. Mm, no. Uh, so Naito is, uh, has 10 points as well as does Hiroki Goto, which no one really expected. He just kind of snuck in there with 10 points, but so that's going to be an interesting final, um, uh, final match there for the B block since uh, Jay White uh, faces Naito. That's going to be the main event of that B block night on uh, August 11th. Uh, Goto takes on Shingo Takagi. Um, let's see who else. Moxley takes on Juice Robinson and a rematch for, well, it's not for the U.S. title, but Moxley's debut was against juice and they built that all up because two of them had 
like wrestled in America together or were part of uh, NXT and so there's that comeback. Uh, Block A is a little bit more straightforward. Uh, Okada pretty much running the table except for he lost one match, I think. Uh, but he's got 14 points. He's leading Block A. The only other person who could win Block A is Kota Ibushi, who has 12. Shockingly enough, Okada and Ibushi face each other uh, the in the final Block A card. So if Ibushi wins, he wins the tiebreaker of Okada, and he wins the block. Otherwise, Okada wins the block. There has not been an IWGP champion who has won the G1 since, I think they said 2000. It's been a while, but... Hasn't, didn't Tanahashi do it at one point? With it sooner, closer than that? I could be completely wrong. They they were talking about it this morning, and I was half awake because live. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it's been a while, I think. So because they're making a big deal out of the fact that it, technically, if Okada wins the G one, since he is IWGP champion, he gets to pick his opponent for the January 4th show. Whereas normally the IWGP, uh, the winner of G1 challenges for theoretically any championship they want to, but they always end up picking the IWGP championship at the uh, January 4th show or possibly the January January 5th 5th show. show. Right. But, uh, so yeah, that's the angle going in there. Uh, Bushi could take it. Okada potentially could roll this into being able to pick his own thing, and then the four-way jumble that is Block B at this point. So, uh, still, shockingly enough, many storylines going into the fun, the final two cards for. Uh, Block A and B. It's weird how that always happens. I know. Every time. Yeah. But uh, still interesting stuff, especially with Block B, because uh, uh, I think Block A has been pretty much straightforward. Uh, it, it's been pretty much Ibushi and Okada. Uh, Tanahashi kind of. Uh, was back and forth the uh, you know lose the match here there and i think his his time for dominating it, last year when he won the g1 that was i think kind of his swan song for mm-hmm. being able to win g1s anymore he he's going to be an active participant probably for the next like five to seven years at this point but i don't think he's going to win another one necessarily unless it's one of those come from behind can't believe it's happening cool story type things right. Um, Sonata uh, has eight points but he beat Okada in what was actually an awesome match a couple days ago so that was they're talking about oh well that that's going to earn Sonata a title match against Okada later on at you know one of the cards before obviously January 4th not that Sonata's going to take the title or anything like that, but it gives him a little bit of a rub. Uh, Bad Luck Fale beat Tanahashi the 
like two days ago. So that was weird. But that's what you run into now uh, near the end of the tournament is you get the weird outcomes like that. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's, there's no real, I mean, Lance Archer has four points. So he got two wins, but I mean, nobody's getting shut out this year. And for the most part, I mean, block B has four guys with six points. Uh, block A has three guys with six points and one guy with four points. So it's been a pretty even G1 all around. And it, I was just thinking, kind of looking over this, like, that must be a bitch to book. Oh, yeah. Because the it's like the math involved. And it's funny because... Uh, the last couple of days to listen to Kevin Kelly and Rocky Romero try to do math <laughs> when somebody like loses a match. They're like, well, they're like, well, if he loses this match, he gets eliminated. And the other one's like, no, no, actually he's not going to get eliminated because he could still win if this happens and this happens. And it's, you almost hear them scribbling down on paper, like possibilities. It's, <laughs> Yeah, and and somebody, whether it be Ghetto or whoever, is like booking this whole thing and just doing this piece by piece by piece. And it's praying just no one, today. praying no one gets hurt and throwing a wrench in the whole thing. Yeah, like, oof. yeah, but yeah, that's um, that's G1. New Japan right now. So we'll have that final to talk about next week. Yeah, we'll have the. The four-day marathon of WWE to talk about. And the final will have already taken place because... um, So, Saturday morning and Sunday morning... uh, Saturday evening and Sunday evening in Japan. uh, Block A and Block B get uh, finished up. Yeah. And then Monday is at uh, Budokan is where the final... final takes place so we'll already know who will be either potentially facing uh okada on january 4th or mm-hmm. we will know at least one party for the main event of Wrestle yeah. kingdom cool anything else Have we missed anything now i think we covered it all yeah, that's all i can think yeah, of right now I'm sure, I'm sure we're missing something i'm but sure we are whatever. but we usually do all right then tell the people where they can find you on the internet tom uh go on the twitter machine at mr workrate at mr workrate uh i think i have a trip advisor account but i haven't written anything up despite <laughs> the fact that i've been touring the wonderful state of north carolina over the last couple of months you're not but, yelping uh, everything no but i use that <laughs> a little bit you try to find uh, i'm in places that aren't you know tourist hotspots necessarily you try to find a place to have dinner you know not go to Hooters every night. Uh, you can find me on the internet at JC Bobbitt, J-C-B-O-B-B-I-T-T, wherever finer social media is purveyed. You can find the show on Twitter at Cheaters in VR Pin. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, yeah, I think that does it. Yeah. So next week, SummerSlam, G1, TakeOver, Recap. Easy show. We ain't got to think about anything. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Makes life easy. Hopefully no one dies. I, I would hope so. Oh yeah, Harley Race. R.I.P. Harley Race. Yeah, we don't we don't need we me to talk for twenty minutes about that. Yeah, we that's yeah, but yeah, Harley Race. Go look him up. Yeah, he is a 
badass man. Punch his name into the search feature of your new WWE network, and you're set to go. Uh, yeah, pull up Starcade '83 in the match that he had with Flair, the, oh, which yeah. passed the torch. Um, I mean, even the older stuff with the early WrestleManias where he was wrestling for WWF and doing that stuff is always cool. It's it's interesting to see because he was, you know, past his prime at that point, but, you know, he was still a hell of a wrestler. And, like, there was a match, I think it was WrestleMania 3, him and Junkyard Dog. Now, you're not going to pull a good match out of Junkyard Dog because Junkyard Dog, it's still a good match. Oh, yeah. Well, it's JYD. Of course, it's a good match. And, yeah, okay. All right. We're going to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a pleasure talking to you beautiful people again this week. Um, yes absolutely we will be back next week so until then i'm jc i'm tom and we'll catch you on the flip side